1: Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com.
0: Welcome to the Eric Texas Show. Did you ever see the movie The Blob, starring Steve McQueen? The blood-curdling prep of The Blob. Well, way back when, Eric had a small part in that film, but they had to cut his scene because The Blob was supposed to eat him, but he kept spitting him out. Oh, the whole thing was just a disaster. Anyway, here's the guy who's
1: not always that easy to digest. Eric Metaxas! Welcome to hour two. We're talking to our friend Kevin McCullough. Some of you know him as Votstradamus. Um, so, Kevin McCullough, we're talking about uh, this just profoundly cynical—I mean, nihilistic—cynical bill uh, put out by by Chuck Schumer. These are wicked people. But what makes it the more horrific to me is that there are Republicans. Who go along with this? And and you know, John Smirke has said this so many times that it's the controlled opposition. They really don't care about America. So these are people um, establishment that voted types in establishment, you know, deep state. Couldn't care less about fighting for America or for for patriots. They just they just want to go along and 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 kind of like move things along. And they have destroyed this nation, these Republicans, uh, and and it's 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 mind blowing to me because many of us uh, were foolish enough to think that well they were sort of on the right side. You now you're now seeing as the level of evil has increased that they, they have been going this along with this since forever, uh, and it's it's just horror, it's horrifying. It's it's horrifying. So uh, that's the news of the day. But are, will will you think that the the Freedom Caucus in the House? will be sufficient as you were saying earlier. I don't think the
2: American people are going to put up with this. I think people are listening to your show right now, already picking up their phone calling 202-224-3121 and speaking to their uh, legislative uh, representative and their senator's offices saying uh not not just no, HE double hockey stick no. Like this is not this is not going to be tolerated. It's the worst possible thing that they could have brought out in legislation and there's not even a there's not even a palatable Pablum argument to be made for it. There's it, it is. It's just you've been calling it evil. There's it's just wrong on every level. And it runs so in the face of where the priorities of what the voters are telling people that they want right now. If you go to Iowa and New Hampshire, and you look at the exit polling, in both places, very different electorates, urban versus rural, uh, suburban, you know, it just it very, very different types of people, east coast, middle of the country, and it illegal immigration, illegal immigration, illegal immigration. It is the number one issue. It's contributing to crime. It's taking – it's deteriorating uh, net domestic resources for people that are having a hard time. Okay, so, Kevin, so
1: Let's talk about this. So the the reason I say evil is because think of the level of cynicism. Think of, of the contempt that these monsters have for your average American citizen, that they are willing to do this, that they're willing to do this knowing that it is going to that that people will be murdered. Uh, that people will be raped, that fentanyl- But Eric, it keeps them in in power. This is what I'm trying to say. This is a bargain with the devil. They've made a bargain with the devil, and we need to see it for what it is. It's one thing for somebody to get something wrong. It's one thing for somebody to have a different view. What we are talking about is, is fathomless cynicism and contempt for your average American- And it is it is wicked. That's why I speak so strongly,
2: because and it's a belief that they can somehow rig the system to keep it working for them. You know, you know, the young man over at Fox News, this Jesse Waters kid, that kid's going someplace (laughs) Um, last week on his show. He pointed out that though the illegal migrants that have been put in all these places uh, are not able to vote yet. Because we just heard from Kamala Harris last hour, she wants to put them on a quick path to citizenship. They're gonna to try to change that. And I think that the the game plan was on some level to try to get final compromise on this bill where they would allow certain numbers of these people to become uh citizens. So you talk about cynicism. It's as cynic it's as cynical as it gets. But they can't vote yet. But Jesse Waters pointed out that in all of the states where they have been part, the a census will be taken. They will be counted as people as part of the census. And that means tax dollars and congressional distribution will be allocated likewise. So if you have uh, red states that are kind of close and you can pack them full of uh, people that aren't here, you can increase at the minimum, increase the delegation so that then you have to create more districts, which might dilute the actual uh, partisan makeup of what that state looks like. Not only that, tax dollars will be allocated for domestic resources as well. So the more that you have in your state, the more money you get from the taxpayer. These are two extremely cynical um, reasons that, that they would be doing it. And to your point, they kind of act like... Well, we're kind of above it all. We're not going to be hurt by it, you know, because we're going to be the ones in power divvying out the goodies to the people that come and play ball with us. It is as cynical as it gets in domestic politics. It's And and again, you know,
1: cynical is almost a nice word for it. It's evil. Uh, It is evil. Lives are being destroyed as a result of this kind of uh, leadership is a strange word to use. But um, these people are uh, they've utterly lost touch with... Um, America. And it is why so many people are so pro-Trump, because anybody that uh, is against this stuff becomes a hero, because you've got so many Republicans that couldn't care less. Uh, Mitch McConnell down the line. I mean, these are the people, they, they've just sold their souls. They do not care to fight for what is right and good and true. Uh, they are themselves. Incredibly cynical, incredibly cynical. They they just don't believe in fighting for truth. They don't believe in truth. They don't believe in goodness. They not But they just they just want to move the ball down the road and 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 just down the field and not really um not not face uh what what we're dealing with as a country. It's just well, amazing. If people
2: are frustrated, and I can understand that they might be after hearing kind of how animated you and I are talking about this. There's a couple of things that people can do. Uh, one is you can call your representative and your senators and you can let all of them know exactly what you think of this bill and what you expect, that, how you expect them to vote on it. And I will tell you that they keep track of those phone calls in those offices. There is a log that is kept of every call that comes in. They look at the number of people that are yes and no on any given issue. And if they are smart, they do what their constituents want. So the first thing you can do is pray. Second thing you can do is call your representatives. And I'll give that number again, if somebody can put it on the screen, you guys can write it down, whatever, 202-224-3121. I've committed it to memory because I want to always be so... Uh, Ready to call my representatives at a given moment. They work for me. They are the people that serve at my pleasure. I've I've allowed them to go and represent me. They are working for me. We should have their phone number on speed dial. 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. That's the switchboard. Ask for your representatives by name. Ask for your senators by name. They will connect you. And then you let the people that answer on the other end, it doesn't matter if it's the receptionist or not, just tell them, we know this bill is coming up. We want this thing killed, we want it dead, and we're going to vote you out if you don't vote that way
1: and if uh uh two o two 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 four thirty one twenty one two oh two 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 four thirty one twenty one it's it's so monstrous uh i just um my 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 mind reels as I consider this because it is one thing you know i i i i always Thought in the past, like we we want to see the point of view of the other side. We want to we want to you know be able to be moderate and, and but this this kind of stuff is just it it has crossed the line. Uh, We've never seen this in political life, and I think that that's again part of what is so hard for me and so many people is that it's a new level of lying and brazenness and wickedness in political life. I mean, it's one thing. I mean let's let's go back to Clinton. Clinton was like Ronald Reagan compared to what we're talking about. Clinton was was not trying to destroy America. Bill Clinton was not trying to destroy America. What we're seeing now, they are trying to destroy America. They don't care about middle America. They don't care about people dying from fentanyl overdoses. They don't care about sex trafficking. Think about this, folks. They don't care about anything except power. And it is absolutely wicked and we need to stand against it understand it and stand against it uh i'll tell you again folks uh letter to the americanchurch.com is the website ask for a free screening in your church letter to the americanchurch.com uh that is one way you can fight back letter to the americanchurch.com we'll be right back Been
0: out
1: For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I am proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Metaxas, patriotmobile.com slash Metaxas, or call 972 Patriot, 972 Patriot. Get free activation when you use the offer code Metaxas. Join me, make the switch today. That's patriotmobile.comslash Metaxas. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few of these steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. And open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy. P.M. Investments dot com. Legacy P.M. dot com. Check it out. Folks, welcome back. We're talking to Kevin McCullough. Some of you know him, I think, as Boat Stradamus. Um <laughs> You can find him at that Kevin show. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about something more cheerful than <laughs> The from the pit of hell uh, Senate bill on the border. Okay. Uh, let's let's uh, let's pivot to something, anything m- which would be more positive uh, and less less evil,
2: less nakedly evil. So uh, I don't know. Are you a big music fan? Yes, I am. OK, Um I am too and I've been listening in, to a lot of
1: Mama Cass lately. In, <laughs> I don't want to say it publicly, in, in recent
2: true. years the uh, the Grammys have kind of lost audience and they've 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 kind of earned it because they've had people, you know, doing satanic rituals and other things kind of in the all midst these of the shows. program. Everything is losing audience. I mean the that's, Oscars, that's the true. Super Bowl, like it's just all like a joke. But, but being I the mean, music sucker, the sucker that I am, I'm yeah. always interested in not just how the the main awards go, but I also want to see how the the Christian category do and some some things our friend Ty Trebet who's done a lot of stuff with the Gettys uh, Christian rapper he he took a, an award home last night uh, for Christian album of the year and and but there were some other kind of really heartwarming stories that came out of it yes they did have Olivia Rodrigo do her vampire song which is kind of like bleeding out the eyes I hate it; it's terrible but In the same show last night, um, they, you know, they have the memoriam uh, section and I didn't realize how many people the music community lost last year, but Tony Bennett, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, a ton of people kind of in between. Bennett was like a thousand years old. He was, he was century. People don't realize that, but honestly, um... but they had Stevie Wonder come and and sing tribute to him. And it was, it was, I don't know, there was something wholesome about it. This kind of spoke to me. And then I did not know this had ever happened, but Joni Mitchell had never performed on the Grammys in her entire music career until last night at 80 years of age. And she sang the song, one of my favorites that she recorded, called Both Sides Now. And um, it was just a really kind of amazing kind of moment. Archive. Not only that, who, who Billy Joel like... wrote a new song and performed it for the first time in 30. First song he's written new in 30 years, he did it. Billy Joel? He clo- Billy Joel. And he, he closed out the night with uh, a classic and then um, she was the biggest story that was not political in all of 2023. Taylor Swift became the only recording artist in the history of the Academy to have Album of the Year for the fourth time, now surpassing Sinatra, uh, Paul Simon, and I'm forgetting who the other. There's a third one that had won it three times she had been tied with, but to be the only woman that did it. I don't know. It was just kind of a a, a fun night. And as I was sitting here going through all of the legends that they had on the stage and stuff, you're like, Wow, this 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 show could be kind of good every year when they when they work on it. And at the very, very end, Celine Dion, who's had really, really bad health problems, was the one that came out and presented Taylor with the award for album of the year. And I think everybody was glad to see her because she's got a, a nerve disorder now that makes it difficult for her to move and considering the a massive talent that God gave Celine Dion in terms of the vocal ability, people have been sad about that. So I don't know. It just, I came away from it going, huh, that wasn't, that wasn't the worst thing they've ever done before. It wasn't hundred percent evil. So yeah, if they, they went positive. in that direction a little more. It might even be good. Yeah. Well, so you said Stevie wonder performed. Yeah, he wow. did. Uh, so there was a song, there was a famous duet that he and uh, Bennett did. And I'm I'm, I'm, the name of it slipping me now, Um, but they used Bennett's half of the duet and Stevie wonder did his part live. So you had Bennett on the screen singing with Stevie wonder live and they and they just absolutely killed it. It was just, it was one of the great moments of Grammy history.
1: Tony Bennett. What a legend, what a legend. Uh, But who else? You said Gordon Lightfoot, man. Well, he, yeah, he passed away. Uh, Sinead O'Connor passed away last year. Um, Isn't it bizarre when you hear about Sinead O'Connor? You're thinking, "What? She's she's like
2: my age. Like, what what is the yeah. problem there? Like, why? What happened to her? Uh, I think she committed suicide. I think um, you know she was a very um, I had not heard that. She was either. described as an activist, and so she, there were a lot of things that she cared very strongly about. Uh, everybody mostly remembers her for tearing up the picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live, but um, if you really delved into her, and I don't, I'm not saying I agreed with all the things that she felt or believed, but she was very sincere in all of that. And when she passed away, I think it was because she was very disillusioned about the direction that things were going and felt like she couldn't make any more impact on them. Wow. That's bleak, bro. Which is why what you do here at the Eric Metaxas show is so important because you're giving people solutions avenues of response, opportunities to take call to actions to actually make a difference. And that's why we need to be vigilant all, all through this year.
1: Well, before uh, we move on to other uh, current event stuff, uh, uh, thank you for saying that. And I, I do want to say, because I haven't really spelled it out Recently, uh, I keep mentioning Letter to the American Church, and the website is com. We now have 40 screenings, free screenings already signed up in churches across America. I read the whole list before you came on because I, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, they're all over the country, including in Yonkers, New York, and it's just New Haven, Connecticut. It's just amazing. Nice. But, but, but what I wanted to say, which I haven't said, is that the reason I wrote Letter to the American Church and the reason— we made the film letter to the American church um, is because I really do believe just as Bonhoeffer, whose birthday was yesterday as Bonhoeffer. And by the way, he was almost as old as Tony Bennett, um, but just <laughs> kidding. But, but, but Bonhoeffer was, was trying to save Germany from the Nazis by appealing to the church. He knew, he knew, that the church in Germany had the power if they were willing to rise to the occasion and fight and speak out against the Nazis and see what the Nazis were doing. Um, He knew they had the power uh, to to fight the Nazis and to win uh, politically. They had a cultural power. And so the reason I wrote a letter to the American church and we made this film is because I know that the American church has the cultural power to stand against Evil in our time, and that—that's the Lord's will, and it was the Lord's will for the German church, and they missed it. They didn't do it, and the nightmare that resulted—we see it, we know. Now, anybody who kind of puts that in a box and says, "Oh, that's the crazy, that's the Nazis," we can't compare to that. Yes, folks, you can. If you have a biblical worldview, you understand that there's just as much sin and 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 wickedness uh, and evil any place in the world. It's not like it was—it was concentrated in Nazi Germany, and and. When we pretend like, oh, that could only happen there, but it can't happen here. The reason it happened there is because they had that same attitude. The German church thought, what can happen here? This is Germany. It's the country of Martin Luther. And, you know, how bad can it get? Well, you're going to find out when you do nothing. And so my solution, I believe it's God's solution, not my solution, is that the church has to stand against evil. And the evil we're talking about, it's similar but different. We're seeing the rise of globalism, the erasing of our borders. This is a great, great country, the greatest country in the world, a bastion of freedom for the whole world. My parents came here from countries that didn't have what we have. People want to come here because this is the greatest nation in the world, and it is being destroyed by evil forces and evil people trying to wipe it away trying to bring, trying to erase our national sovereignty by letting the world health organization and the Chinese communists determine health policy, uh, uh, open borders everywhere we look. And it is the job of the church to stand against this. And, and so when you talk Kevin, about solutions, I say to people, look, um, this film is available for free, for free to any church that wants to do a screening folks. That, that's how strongly we feel about this. So if you go to lettertheAmericanchurch.com, you can sign your church up. Or if your church is, is too cowardly to do a screening of this, how about you find another church? How about you go to a church that's willing to do a free screening of this? Um, because we've, we've got to get serious. Like the hour is late. When I hear you talk, Kevin, about, you know, this, this wicked bill put up. By Chuck Schumer and the, and the Democrats in the Senate. It's so horrifying if people aren't awakened to fight at this at where we are right now. Wh- when we see what's going on in the culture, when we see anti Semitism pouring out of our elite universities, I just think what's it gonna, what's it gonna take to wake us up, folks? God's gonna hold us accountable. And I just wanna be real clear we made this film to get the word out. Uh, I should also say, uh, if you go to com, there are study guides available if you want to study this in a small group, because we've just got to get serious. And and I, uh, again, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I just before we go back to current events, I want to say that I've always wanted this program to be about solutions, to be about giving people hope. Uh, So there's a lot of humor there's a lot of facts and stuff, but hope is at the heart of it. We don't just say, oh, everything's going to hell and, you know, let's let's uh, hide in our caves and wait for the rapture. Um, I, I, look, I wish the Lord would come tomorrow and get us out of here. But in the meantime, um, whatever your eschatology is, we are called by God to love our neighbors, to do everything we can do. That is the church of Jesus Christ. We are called by God to stand uh, and i I just want to say that uh, it 's an exciting opportunity, so i want I want people to get involved, so folks, please today, this is the launch this week. Go to letter to the Church dot com uh, there's all kinds of stuff available there. We've been talking about it, but I, I, I say it because I want people to have hope and I want you to be part of the fight uh, to do what is right uh, in, in this nation and, and elsewhere. We'll be right back talking to Kevin McCullough. Don't go away.
3: Some
0: cat was laying down some rock and roll And, set. and
1: the loud sound that seemed Tell me why relief factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question just the other night. I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients. Yes, 100% drug-free ingredients. And each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start Discounted to only 19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep. Promote joint comfort or detoxification support. Nutrameds has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, fifty percent of their profits. Nutramed has a goal of surpassing one hundred million in giving by twenty thirty. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality, and they donate fifty percent of their profits. Get fifteen percent off by using the code ERIC during checkout. Go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles support your health while helping others in need go to Nutramedix that's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com Nutramedix.com use the code Eric for 15% off again Nutramedix N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com Nutramedix.com use the code Eric for 15% off Welcome back. I'm talking to Kevin McCullough. You can find him at that Kevin show. Kevin, I'm just so excited uh, that you're in New York because you, you kind of understand what's going on uh, locally, but I want to talk. We always talk about national stuff and I I want to continue on that right now. I don't want to talk about mayor Eric Adams. I don't want to talk about all that stuff. I want to talk about the other day. um, It was reported. I didn't see the clip that uh, Trump, now Trump is a genius. So he's kind of like, he kind of throws stuff out there, and he he's just kind of gets people talking, and he knows what he's doing, but he evidently said he kind of threw out two names as potential vP picks, which again it's his, it's his genius. He doesn't actually announce anything; he just kind of throws it out there, and the media jumps on it, and it's funny. but he mentioned Christy Nome, who's the governor of South Dakota, and he mentioned uh, Tim Scott, the senator. From uh, South Carolina, uh, so Christy Nome obviously is a, a woman. Uh, Tim Scott is uh, African American, so he throws these names out, and I like Tim Scott. I don't know if Tim Scott would be my first choice for VP, but Christy Nome, I feel like she is. She's not a warrior in the way that um, that Carrie Lake is. Or any number of of, of other people, uh, you know, uh, uh, Josh Hawley, uh, J.D. Vance. Uh, there are a lot of people that I w- that I would love to see kind of teed up, uh, you know, maybe uh, to be the future of the party. Um, I don't see Christine O'Me as being there. Uh, I don't think she's a horrible person, but but she's not. Uh, I, I simply don't see her as being uh, a a real warrior. You know, she's a pretty face. She's basically conservative and, you know, sort of MAGA, but I, I just don't see her uh, as a serious contender.
2: Well, there's various reasons why people put their VP pick on the ballot. And first and foremost, I want your listeners and viewers to understand that the um, the issue of the vice president Uh, is could never be less important than it is in this election cycle. From just this perspective on the Republican side, it's very important on the Democratic side because Biden's not going to last a term. So whoever whoever's in that VP slot is going to be the following president. Um, But on the Trump side, the issue is the, the name at the top of the ballot. And you it this will be decided on the vision that Trump casts versus the vision that Biden casts and by comparing their records and letting voters decide what they which which one they prefer. And I think that we have a pretty clear contrast uh, between governing styles, effectiveness, solutions, outcomes, all that. I think the record is clear for people to to take a look at. Having said that, you know, people pick their VP and I'm being more philosophical here because I'm going to get to a, a specific point uh, momentarily. But if you look at South Dakota, Trump's not going to have any problem carrying South Dakota. I don't understand what Kristi Nome does for him from a strategic standpoint, getting on the ballot and campaigning uh, with him. She's somewhat likable. Um, but she's she's pegged as MAGA and kind of ultra MAGA in some places of the country, especially in California, and New York and other places where people will use that as a pejorative. Um, so and because she's a white woman, I don't know that people are going to be all that necessarily kind to her because she's just a woman. I think that they're going to they're they're going to say she's she's an evangelical. She's one of these rabid right wingers. And they're going to they're going to pigeonhole her the way they want to. Tim Scott's a different a different. Uh, option altogether, but because South you, Carolina. Before go you go ahead. on
1: about Tim Scott, because I want to, I want to explore this. But I want just, to. You just said that, uh, Christy Noem is an evangelical. I don't get that impression that she is.
2: It's my belief. It's my understanding that she is. I may. I reserve the right to be wrong, but I was under the impression that she is.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think so. In any event, uh, so go Tim Scott. Uh,
2: Tim Scott him, is uh, is a, a different. President. He's he presents different options for sure for the president. Uh, Because there is there is messaging that he can take directly to urban centers across the country. Tim Scott's a very inspirational kid, grew up in a really hard situation, overcame everything that uh, life threw at him, largely because of Jesus and because of God and uh, a very strong mother that he was raised by. Um, And there's and he's a good example of what we want our young men to become, whether they come from fatherless households or not. I, You know, I could point my boys and say, hey, look at look at Senator Scott and see how he's turned out. That's that that would be wonderful if you turned out uh, as well. So it, it, it does give slightly more Uh, I would say, variety in terms of how messaging can be done. But South Carolina is also not a state that's in very deep peril. And Nikki Haley's about to find that out real quickly. Uh, She's going to get whooped in her own state because it's so it's so popularly Trump country. And I don't know how well Tim Scott does outside of South Carolina uh, in terms of just general appeal. So you've got you've got some things to think about. You're right. The president has this habit. Of um, when he gets people around him, he likes to throw out a couple of things just just to see the temperature in the room. Hey, what do you think about this? Boom, and then he just he watches, he gauges. Um, He does this usually in a sequence of things. So don't be surprised if there's another couple of names that come out a couple of weeks from now uh, and and these little, you know, ideas just get dropped here and there. He's watching, he's understanding, he's reading the room. He's probably going to come back to a choice that he's already made. That will not be anything that he talks about publicly. That would be my guess uh, as we get closer to the time that he actually decides. And I think that, um, by by mentioning names, he's he's gathering data on how his team, his supporters, the people that are, um, you know, legitimately MAGA and people that are legitimately in the uh, you know, column of the independence, which he's going to need to capture a lot of that. You know, he's 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 checking out the temperature to see what it is.
1: OK, we got more with Kevin McCullough. Don't forget, go to letter to the dot com. This is the week, folks launching this week. Letter to the dot com. We'll be right back. Mike Lindell and My Pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code ERIC and you get free shipping for the entire order. Get 50% off The MyPillow 2.0 and the brand-new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand-new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb. Dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Again, mypillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057, 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC.
3: This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus. Search topics, guests, and segments. All the way back to 2010. And now, a truly exciting new benefit my monthly online video get together for Pragertopia Plus members only. This is where, for an hour each month, Pragertopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com.
1: welcome back talking to Kevin McCullough votes Uh Kevin McCullough you the other day I I guess it was like two weeks ago you were mm-hmm. on this program and you uh, you were wearing a wig I don't know if you remember but it was crazy uh, <laughs> a turban no it was you you made a statement I was really you know uh, I was really interested this is really amazing you put it out there that you believed that Donald Trump, uh, was going to choose Lee Zeldin. I thought it was a possibility. As his VP, right, as his VP yeah. pick. Now, remind my audience who Lee Zeldin is.
2: Lee Zeldin was a congressman from Long Island that served, I think it was two or three terms, uh, no, maybe four terms uh, in, the, in the United States House. He ran for governor in the last governor's race and resigned from Congress to do so uh, in New York State. He is a current active reservist as a, a colonel in the U.S. Army, um, and he is busy right now, kind of post-politics, working on public policy things and trying to get kind of America first um, policies and ideas um, passed on people and, and, and you know, uh, helping them to embrace these ideas, which are largely common sense to begin with. But aside from that, um President Trump had said in one of these interviews that he's very interested in competing in states that Republicans don't normally compete in. And he he identified New York as a state that he believes that he could do pretty well. Um, part of that, I think, is based on how well Lee Zeldin did when he ran against Kathy Hochul. He only he lost by, I think, less than 100,000 votes total. Isn't to that amazing? I state. mean, I
1: just want to say that is amazing to have a conservative pro-Trump candidate uh, come close to winning the governorship of yeah. New York well, State. We forget the and, state of New York is, is heartland. It's not like New York City. Uh, kind of amazing to me. And he was, and he
2: was, um, he was so effective and working so hard that he built an organization where he can now reach all of those same voters that voted for him uh, in that election, and that's a fairly sizable uh, database. Uh, Kathy Hochul's done nothing more to endear herself to New York voters since being reelected, um, and to have someone who was as popular as Lee Zeldin in a state as blue as New York, to potentially – because Lee Zeldin appeals to all of MAGA. He appeals to your southern conservative branch of MAGA. He he appeals to the common-sense, sensible Midwest Rust Belt. Uh, parts of MAGA. He's pro-military. He still serves in uniform in as a reservist. Um, he was also a very effective congressman who sat on judiciary and other important committees dealing with some of the weightiest matters that come before Congress, and he always did so with winsomeness, common sense, usually a smile, very serious guy, He's also married to a Latina, and he has two beautiful daughters that he has uh, occasionally mentioned on the campaign trail. He doesn't really hold up his family all the time, but he's a family man. He's a God-fearing man. And I just think that—and I I had heard his name dropped not by Trump, but by a couple of people that had claimed they had knowledge of what Trump was thinking— and it, it made sense to me knowing Trump had said he wants to compete in blue states. And the purpose, let me just make very clear, it's not that he thinks he's going to win the blue state of New York. But if he if he gives them a run for their money, if, if polling becomes closer than 10 percent, closer than 5 percent in New York, even if he doesn't get across the finish line, that requires Joe Biden and the Democrats to have to come back to New York spend millions and millions in TV and and other expensive forms of press campaigning for a state that they feel like they shouldn't have to campaign in because they feel like these are just their people and they should just be voting for them to begin with. If you make them spend money in California and New York specifically, you're going to bankrupt the DNC from being able to spend Billions and billions of dollars in the seven swing states, which is where the election will be decided. And if they can't compete there on TV, then Trump wins pretty handily, according to the current polls. I mean, he is he is absolutely cleaning Biden's clock right now in all seven of the swing states. And, you know, there were there were five of them that gave it to Biden last year or the last go around. If if Trump won two of those, he would have been president. So with all of the fix, with all of the cheat, with all of the changing of the voting standards and all the rest of it, Trump came this close to still doing it anyway. If he puts them on defense in an area yeah. where they think they're not going to have to spend resources, it changes the entire game plan.
1: It's unbelievable. Well, that's just so interesting. There's You know, we're getting a deeper and deeper bench. uh when you think about folks like Lee Zeldin, Vivek, uh, JD Vance. By the way, did you catch that JD Vance? His microphone was cut off by George Stephanopoulos yesterday. I, I did not see that. No, I got to tell you, uh, I didn't see the clip, but I read about it. Uh, JD Vance. He's a he's a warrior. He's a he's a, a an amazing guy. He was not pro Trump originally. He is now, but uh, I've met him. He's the real deal. Uh, he's a solid Christian, and he's a real patriot and uh, he is, it's a little bit like Josh Hawley. I mean, Josh Hawley, who's an amazing uh, senator, they are, uh, they give me hope for the future of this country, because they are just, uh, they get it. They see what we see, uh, and and they are just willing to speak out. But he spoke out yesterday. i got to, uh, later this week, uh, we may uh, talk about this more. Uh, I wanted to say, Charlie Kirk was really pushing uh, about a month or so ago for Tucker Carlson as a potential VP pick. He said that, you know, if Trump is going to be really embattled with all the lawsuits and everything, he's going to need a VP pick who can effectively be like the candidate, who can be fighting and talking and whatever. And I haven't heard anything about that. Have you?
2: Tucker Carlson will not be the vice presidential pick, um, and he will not hold public office, I don't think, anytime soon. Folks, I don't know where I don't know where Charlie got the idea. It's it's probably something that he sits around and thinks about and thinks would be kind of fun. Well, Charlie's I just, a, don't think it, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense voter, at all.
1: But he's not Votes Votestradamus.
2: Votestradamus it, doesn't any, it doesn't make any sense for Tucker Carlson to be the vice presidential uh, nominee. Votes Trudamas has spoken. <laughs> um, OK, so
1: you know that Tucker Carlson is probably interviewing Vladimir Putin today. Did you know that? I, know I, about- I knew you know,
2: I knew that he was on the short list. I didn't know it was coming up this quickly. we were watching the
1: Grammys and I was like uh but th- th- to me the idea again this is sort of like things are happening uh that are ju- it's just amazing because you could have you know every Christian Amanpour uh could interview Satan, Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler no problem, but they've got a problem with Tucker inter- interviewing Putin. Uh amazing. Uh we'll be back final segment. We're talking to Votsdjamas. Or you, some of you know him as Kevin McCullough of that Kevin Show. Don't go away. Welcome back, final segment, Kevin. Uh, I got to ask you: You're a New Yorker. Did you know? that on February 29th, we're doing a Socrates in the city event with James O'Keefe. Can I get you to come there and wear the turban? What do you say? <laughs> will I have to make predictions that night?
2: Will, will I be required to give, uh, puff up one prediction that night? People don't need to know
1: that you're Kevin McCullough. You can just come as Votestradamus. Just be as, filled as Votestradamus. Build with the turban and the smoke behind you. And uh, But anyway, we're having James O'Keefe uh, as my guest. Uh, he wrote a book called uh, a muck, American muckraker uh, a right. couple of years ago, but he is such a hero. He's so brave. He's
2: doing real journalism when journalists. He's doing journalism the way journalism is supposed to be done and he yeah. doesn't apologize for it. And he doesn't, he does, he just takes names like that. He, he just doesn't care. And that's gotten him in a little bit of trouble with his old organization. But at the end of the day, I think he's doing public service for all of us because what he has uncovered and continues to uncover are things that we deserve to know and should be making decisions about in terms of who we put into office.
1: Well, uh, I'm pretty sure the February 29th event in New York city with James O'Keefe will be sold out, but if votes Tredamus wants to come, uh, you can slip me in the back door. One, we can slip you in. We always have room for prognosticators, seers, profits uh but you, you get a time turban
2: time. that is that has the uh that kevin show logo on it you get a <laughs> turban that makes that i will wear that and show up
1: we, we uh but honestly like i'm very excited about this we have a socrates in city event this week in seattle um and then i'm interviewing and uh, who's Martin. who's
2: the feature at that
1: one in seattle uh the remember the singer bobby sherman not him. Uh, no, no. He, he, he sang that song, "The bluest skies you've ever seen" in Seattle, and the hills as green as green in Seattle. Okay. He's not going to be there. He's not going to be okay. there. No, I'm interviewing John West of the Discovery Institute. Uh, he's a C.S. Lewis scholar. We're talking about science. Love Discovery Institute. Those guys are amazing. Those guys are amazing. Is exactly right, and we have. I mean, I don't know how many uh, Discovery Institute folks I've interviewed Socrates in the city. David Berlinski. I've interviewed many times. Um, uh, 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 Stephen um, Meyer, um, yes. like, uh Stephen Meyer. But on and I've interviewed many folks of Discovery Institute. But that's uh, that's this week. And actually, design. It it yes it it helps me uh, to remember. Folks, go to SocratesInCity.com Sign up for Socrates Plus. You can watch the event in Seattle live, live streamed only if you're a member of Socrates Plus. You have to be a member of Socrates Plus. But that's going to be this week in Seattle. Um, And then we've got uh, James O'Keefe coming up in New York. And then Mark Helprin, uh, who I think is the greatest living author, um, who has been canceled by the New York Times. It's unbelievable. Uh, He is going to be my guest April 5th in Charleston, South Carolina. Maybe we can get uh, Tim Scott to come to that. That would be incredible. I I actually think I can. I actually think I can. I want to get Tim Scott. uh, He's a good guy. I think he would come who Tim Scott? I know Tim Scott. He's fantastic. Absolutely. T- Tim um, Scott's a friend of mine. And sir, you are no Tim Scott. Sir, you are no Tim Scott. How many people get that reference? That was the most brutal. That was so. That's when I knew Lloyd Benson was a bad man. Senator Lloyd <laughs> Benson of Texas, when he dissed uh, the dear, sweet, kind Dan Quayle, that was so nasty. It was unbelievable. And to say to somebody, "You are no JFK," you are no John F. Kennedy. Honestly, what a compliment. In some ways, uh, it's a great
2: compliment. Yeah, although yeah. John F. Kennedy would be thoroughly unrecognizable in today's Democratic Party. Well, no, that, I was going to say, in terms of policy, he was he was
1: quite good in many ways. Well, we're out of time. What what fun to talk to you, Kevin McCullough. Thanks for coming on. Folks, Thank you, Eric. Always love hanging Kevin out with you. Show. I love it too. That Kevin show, check it out. That Kevin show, and don't forget, this is the launch week for letter to the american church the film please go to letter to the american church.com. tell your friends thanks for tuning in